Welcome to the Voice Over Work podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services. Today is Friday, November 26th, 2021. On the podcast today, we'll take a little deeper look into a book introduced in a previous podcast with a chapter-by-chapter look at The Social Singularity, How Decentralization Will Allow Us to Transcend Politics, Create Global Prosperity, and Avoid the Robot Apocalypse. Written by Max Borders, narrated by Russell Newton. Chapter 1. The End of Politics The spectacle is not a collection of images, but a social relation among people mediated by images. Guy Debord If you're reading this, chances are you own some sort of mobile computing device. Maybe you haven't given up paper books entirely, but you're surely tethered. I suspect you check your device at least twice a day, if not twice an hour. And I'd bet you have at least 50 apps. Now, imagine you wake up one morning, turn on your device, and realize everything has changed. Where before there were 50 or more applications... There are now only two, a red app and a blue app. It seems the apps compete for processing power, so now the device runs more slowly and less efficiently. And on this operating system, call it DOS, or Democratic Operating System, only the red app and the blue app run. Though the device advertises compatibility with other apps, Everybody finds DOS only seems to work with the red one and the blue one. You're understandably frustrated with your device, especially as you remember a time when it ran much better, had far more options, and allowed you to customize it according to your needs and preferences. This thought experiment is meant to help us reflect on our sociopolitical status quo. Not on who's in charge, not on the next election, but rather upon the system itself. Why? Because there seems to be a collective illusion that a democratic republic is as good as it gets. After all, we haven't yet really tried anything beyond DOS, and there seems to be a near-universal failure. Chapter 2. Cracks in the Pillars Just as millions of anthozoan polyps create willy-nilly a coral reef, so do thousands upon thousands of individual acts of insubordination and evasion create a political or economic barrier reef of their own. James C. Scott In 1977, reporter Carl Bernstein, of Watergate fame, wrote an expose on his fellow journalists. More than 400 of them, he revealed in Rolling Stone, had done the business of the CIA. Members of the press had provided a full range of clandestine services from simple intelligence gathering to serving as go-betweens with spies in communist countries and, in some cases, leaders of top American news organizations had been in on it. Bernstein's expose was just the start of what would become a larger picture of collusion between U.S. government agencies and the news media. So much for objectivity or the vision of the media as an independent check on the federal government. By 1979, 
A few other intrepid journalists began to lay bare the extent of the incestuous relationship between the media and the CIA, much of which had apparently been covered up by the Church Committee in the wake of the Watergate hearings. The facts surrounding Operation Mockingbird, for example, demonstrated that the CIA had only to dangle a few carrots and maybe brandish a couple of sticks to co-opt the media for both intelligence and propaganda purposes, and indeed, the media were very different animals in the 1950s. Massive, top-down, corporate. Theories abound as to why this had been the case, but one of the most... Chapter 3. The Social Singularity is Near We don't much care if you don't approve of the software we write. We know that software can't be destroyed and that a widely dispersed system can't be shut down. Eric Hughes Every innovation is an act of subversion. Just before Satoshi Nakamoto published his 2008 white paper on the rudiments of Bitcoin, it must have been a bit like holding a lit match over dry forest underbrush. Did he linger for a moment before hitting enter? Maybe in that moment he closed his eyes and saw flashes from the future of a thousand pimply geeks becoming millionaires overnight, of Ross Ulbricht, Silk Road's dread pirate Roberts being led away in handcuffs, of mutant strains, copycats, forks, and tokens competing in an entire ecosystem of cryptocurrencies as in a digital coral reef, of booms and busts and troughs of disillusionment. We don't know, but we do know one thing about Satoshi Nakamoto. He hit enter. A coder strings together lines of instruction. Once he publishes his code, there's a potential butterfly effect. Technological change, happening moment to moment around us, adds up quickly. Before you know it, people everywhere are taking rides with strangers. Bangladeshi women ply their produce trade on smartphones. Every wingbeat is a potential gale of creative destruction. A billion lines of code, created by millions of coders, represent innumerable wingbeats. Some are amusements. Others are bold experiments in social transformation. Innovators' work reorients us by changing our incentives. Chapter 4. Rediscovering Our Humanity An experience is not an amorphous construct. It's as real an offering as any service, good, or commodity. B. Joseph Pine II and James H. Gilmore In 2016, Google AI's AlphaGo program won its third Go match against Lee Sedol, one of the game's most dominant players. The ancient game of Go has long been considered uncrackable in terms of AI programming. Not only did Google crack Go, it was the first time a program had won so decisively. For many it portended the end of human domination on planet Earth. To hand ring is human. If you've seen any of the predictions of robot apocalypse, you'll find, at minimum, that Homo sapiens still tells the scariest stories. One popular theme is that the robots will take our jobs. Not only are artificial intelligence and automation likely to displace people across a number of industries, they say, but the displaced will not be able to find new jobs. 
technology has already started eating up roles currently occupied by the poorest among us, they warn, jobs like checkout clerk and fast food order taker. One of the tidiest summaries of our collective hyperventilation about AI comes from writer James Sorowiki. Over the past few years, it's become conventional wisdom that dramatic advances in robotics and artificial intelligence have put us on the path to a jobless future. We're living in the midst of a second machine age in which routine work of all kinds in manufacturing, sales, bookkeeping, food prep is being automated at a steady clip and even complex analytical jobs will be superseded. Chapter 5. The Social Construction of Our New Reality In Esmeralda, City of Water, a network of canals and a network of streets span and intersect each other. To go from one place to another, you have always the choice between land and boat, and since the shortest distance between two points in Esmeralda is not a straight line but a zigzag that ramifies in tortuous optional routes, the ways that open to each passerby are never two, but many, and they increase further for those who alternate a stretch by boat with one on dry land. Italo Calvino Most of us walk around on planet Earth with certain programming, biases, tendencies, preferences, cultural baggage. In your first experience at Black Rock City, you, at the very least, become acutely aware of it. For a few days, you can suspend the programming to some degree, maybe even leave some behind. Some of us need a bit of deprogramming. A few of us, desperately, it invites us, after all, to acknowledge all the counterproductive memories, mores, or mental monsters and ask, what can be left out there to burn? A great temple there invites you to come in and pray or reflect or meditate. When you do, Pictures of people have been tacked up as makeshift shrines all around. Look up, and a fractal of wooden beams climbs into the sky. Though it is breathtaking, in another day or so the temple will burn. Something else equally compelling will take its place next year, and it too will burn. Buddha smiles. Walk over to a tree of life pulsing with energy. It's an illusion created... Chapter 6. The Future of Governance The most radical source of inequalities in human societies is the ruler-ruled relationship. The fashioning of a truly free world depends upon building the fundamental infrastructures that enable different peoples to become self-governing. Vincent Ostrom Legal scholar Eugene Huber had a big task on his hands, when he sought to unite ethnic Italians, Germans, and French under a single federal system in the early 1900s. When he succeeded, modern Switzerland was born. In 1907, the Swiss Federal Assembly passed Huber's Civil Code. Today, the Swiss Canton system is one of the most impressive national operating systems on Earth. It's so impressive, economist Daniel Mitchell was led to enumerate ways Switzerland is better than the United States. Following are four, according to Mitchell. 1. The burden of government spending is lower in Switzerland. According to the OECD, 
the public sector consumes only 33.1% of economic output in Switzerland, compared to 41.1% of GDP in the United States. 2. Switzerland has genuine federalism, with the national government responsible for only about one-third of government spending. The United States used to be like that, but now more than two-thirds of government spending comes from Washington. 3. Because of a belief that individuals have a right to control information about their personal affairs, Switzerland has a strong human rights policy that protects financial privacy. In the United States, Chapter 7, Values for a Post-Political Age My position is not incompatible with urging that we try to extend our sense of we to people whom we have previously thought of as they. Richard Rorty Psilocybin is a powerful compound found in a fungus. Whether you think of it as a hippie drug or a shortcut to Satori, there's no doubt that it can be life-changing. After one takes magic mushrooms, one can usually check off William James's four dimensions of mystical experience. The experience is nearly impossible to put into words, ineffability, though inarticulable, it confers knowledge, noetic quality, it comes and goes, transiency, and it cannot be initiated, but must be revealed, passivity. One experiences the fractal aesthetics of a brain making new connections. In some cases, the subject experiences the dissolution of ego or the stretching of time. The categories I and we aren't so fixed anymore either, as one comes to regard other perspectives as being portals into a greater all-mind. Once the peak is passed, one is left with a residue of insight and a feeling of increased well-being. If nothing else, what one usually can articulate about a psychedelic experience is that one feels a profound sense of connection to everything and everyone. Even though cynical atheists have come away describing the experience as spiritual, Still, a rational materialist might explain such experiences as simply the loss of contact with reality, that is, the consequence of eating something that futzes with normal brain chemistry. To mystics, entheogens are a means to... Acknowledgements I would like first to thank Justin and Jessica Arman for their financial support for this publication. Without them, the book might have existed only on a server somewhere lost in time. I owe Justin additional thanks for his belief in me as a thinker, writer, and iconoclast, and also for his faith in me as one capable of building something lasting. Thanks also go to my wife Carly for patience with me during those countless hours with my head in a laptop or in the clouds. Without Carly's support, this project would not have been possible. This work was also made possible by financial support of the Robert and Marie Hansen Foundation, whose seed donation brought Social Evolution, the organization under whose auspices this book was written, into existence. Social Evolution is a 501c3 nonprofit organization under the U.S. tax code. Thanks go also to Social Evolution's board of directors, including James Anderson, Matt McKibben, Colin Pape, Michael Strong, and especially Joel Dusso whose moral support has been invaluable. 
Former trustee John Guido deserves appreciation for help during our liftoff phase. Appreciation also goes to the Foundation for Economic Education, for which I originally wrote many passages that were repurposed in this book. I've been both a writer and an editor for this august organization. FEE allows republication under a Creative Commons license. That more or less means republication is allowed with credit to FEE. This serves not only as that due credit, but as sincere thanks for years of letting me put boundary-pushing content out under FEE's banner. Finally, I owe debts of thanks to Casper Craven, Shannon Ewing, Justin Gore. This has been The Social Singularity, How Decentralization Will Allow Us to Transcend Politics, Create Global Prosperity, and Avoid the Robot Apocalypse. Written by Max Borders, narrated by Russell Newton. Copyright 2018 by Max Borders. Production copyright by Spoken Tome Media. You need to hear this. Afterward, a promising and troubling possibility. Behold, the entire cosmos turning within my body and the other things you desire to see. The Bhagavad Gita A human brain is delicate. It's about three pounds and gray on the outside, with the consistency of firm pudding or jello. That jelly holds a mesh of billions of neurons, which transmit information in fractions of a second. Each of us needs this complex structure because it's responsible for everything we do. We use it to understand the world, to think, to feel, to live in the world, and to dream of worlds beyond. Our brain represents our reality and negotiates how we function within it. Currently, our brain is the most complex machine in existence, and yet we really don't fully get how it works. We have clues, we find patterns, we analyze the brain at different levels of description with biology, chemistry, and medicine. Though we can divide the brain into modules with certain functionality, we're still unable to explain how it coordinates activities and develops language, intentionality, consciousness, and a sense of self. These mental aspects are closely connected to, but distinct from, the brain. When we speak of mental properties, we're referring to aspects of our thoughts and experiences. When we talk about our brains, we're referring to physical things that have certain functions that give rise to our minds. But as we come to understand our brains more, things are going to get more interesting. Three basic strands of research and investigation are relevant. First, we're creating artificial intelligence. Currently, little in AI corresponds to the causal physical functioning of... Introduction. For an undetermined period of time, I felt myself cut off from the world, an abstract spectator. The road kept descending and branching off through meadows misty in the twilight. Jorge Luis Borges We've always tried to know tomorrow. In our attempts, we end up shaping it. Our ancestors went to seers who read tea leaves, auras, or entrails. To best an enemy or win a lover, rulers consulted oracles for messages from the gods. Oracles, in antiquity, were thought to be divinely inspired, so false predictions were blamed on bad interpretation. Modern oracles are decidedly more fallible. 
we're also more accountable. So we look for patterns in the world beyond the guts, and we channel the god of trend lines. Still, we make predictions we hope will come true, which is often why we make them to start with. Today, they call us futurists. But to be a futurist still takes a little mysticism. It's not the vagueness of Nostradamus or the magic of Aleister Crowley, but the spark of the science fiction writer who plants ideas in the minds of innovators. Futurists know that in every prediction, there is a potential act of creation. After all, people who believe our predictions are more likely to change. And if enough people change, the world might just get better. In The Social Singularity, I'll show that the world's power centers are breaking up and that this process can liberate people from poverty and acrimonious politics and help humanity avoid the robot apocalypse. I realize that's a tall order, but that's just how much potential there is in decentralization. Decentralization? This is the kind of... More information regarding today's book and the author can be found at audible.com or amazon.com. Show notes and further information can be found at russellericnewton.com. With an eclectic collection of insights, knowledge, and trivia from some of the newest audiobooks on the market, this has been the Voice Over Work podcast brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services.